Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Hope you are having a good Monday so far and that you've had a great weekend and um, are feeling refreshed, energised, whatever you need to be feeling for the week ahead. I'm feeling pretty chilled today. I've had um, quite a nice, quite busy week um, trying to be productive and get ready for a wedding, which is hopefully going ahead soon. Um, I have been to see Black Widow yesterday. I'm a massive Marvel fan for anyone that knows that. I've caught up with some friends. I've uh, had a very nice lie-in this morning. Uh, I've been volunteering this week, which is something that I feel very fulfilled by. Uh, recorded some great podcast interviews so there are some positives. I've um, not made the most health-conscious food choices uh, this week. I had a relaxed weekend last weekend for a, a hen party for myself, and then that's, <laughs> that's kind of carried on into the week. Uh, my sleep hasn't been great, so it's it's a mix. It's a balance, and um, definitely this week I'm going to be thinking about where that, <laughs> that balance is slightly out of balance and kind of coming back to a place where I'm really nurturing myself, um, giving myself the things I need, particularly around that nutrition and sleep, which seem to be my ones that fall away a little bit. Um, so that's me. I hope you are doing okay. Yeah, and before we dive into today's conversation, I want to say a massive thank you to Dory and Tammy who joined us last week on the show. Um, two really great conversations and if you haven't checked those out um, definitely go back and and have a listen Um, and then with Natsune today is our last one before our strategy roundup which will be on Wednesday so if you are a little bit behind or you're needing a bit of a boost of uh, some tips and ideas that's one to check out we do these every 15 episodes or so um, and share the kind of top tips that all the guests have so check that one out on Wednesday and today this is a really fun conversation with Natsune and yeah I think Natsune has a very interesting perspective uh, on life and her approach to life which I'll talk about a little bit at the end um, but just a, a kind of disclaimer I guess that everyone that comes on um, I don't say this every episode I should that everyone that comes on is sharing their own perspective their own experience and some of it might really connect with the way you view things and some of it might not. And I personally find that really interesting to consider other perspectives and what I can learn from them, take from them and kind of shift um, how I see the world. So yeah, so I'd love to know, um, check back in at the end, but I'd love to know what you think of Natsune's approach and her uh, view on life. That's it for now. I'll be back super quickly at the end. So let's dive in. Hi everyone, and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest, Natsune, to the podcast. So Natsune, welcome, and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Hannah. Thank you very much for having me to your podcast. And yes, my name is Natsune Oki. I'm an author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination, and also I'm a host at Life Up Education TV. I also have a business agency in Tokyo called Foreign Connect, where I help Japanese companies to ex- launch and expand their businesses in America 
And I do that for American companies in Japan. So vice versa. Awesome. Well, really happy to have you here. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And I guess uh, the first place to start your book, The Game of Self-Domination. What do you mm-hmm. mean by that? Yeah, so The Game of Self-Domination really talks about how someone can create mental transformation in three different phases. And when it comes to that, I'm, I'm just going to actually, it's going to be easier for me to just give you the overview and then that'll tie back into like why I came up with the title later. So I'm going to just do that. So the first phase I talk about is creating emotion, like a very strong emotion, crazy emotion. Uh, because in the first phase, for anyone to commit to something, all you need is this emotion. And the formula that I came up with is basically to say, you need to be so sick of your situation. You have to say enough is enough. I have to change and I got no other option. Uh, so that's very emotional experience, right? And in the same token, you still have to believe that whatever you're dreaming of right now is possible to achieve. So in that sense, you have to have both desperation and also inspiration. And your inspiration needs to exceed your desperation. And so with that being said, with having that as our end goal, in the first phase, I give you different exercises that you can go through to really create that emotion, like specific to you, right? Um, and in the second phase, we talk about perseverance. So now you got your goal. Uh, let's talk about does that goal really align with who you are? Because now we're talking into the journey of actually how your goal can happen. So in this space, I talk about what's needed for someone to persevere, which comes with self-awareness, very strong sense of self-awareness. So we're going to find out who you really are, what you want in your life, and whether that actually aligns with what you plan, you want it to have. And then during the journey, we also speak about how you can create your mindset to really face your failures. Finally, the third phase, we speak about... Um, that let's redefine the definition of success and happiness because until the second phase, what we've been doing is let's redefine the definition of failures. Like I said, we talked about the mindset management when you face failures, right? Which is completely super important topic for anyone who wants to pursue their dream or do something in their life, (laughs) I guess, for anyone to pursue anything, right? Um, But we kind of, overrate that conversation a lot but we underrate the conversation around what is happiness and what is um, success for us because we kind of outsource that information from what media is feeding us or what everyone else says basically we don't get to really think about what that means in our own term so in the third phase that's what I focus on Um, like customizing the experience specific to you, like to what you want. So all that being said, what is my title come? Like, where is my title coming from? So basically my book, the whole thing really predicates on one thing, which is it all comes down to you. Like it all all comes to you, your accountability, your responsibility, like knowing you have the responsibility to make your own happiness. So that part I wanted to have a word to kind of give the leaders uh, idea of what the book is about just by the first look that's why I chose self-domination because once again it's all about mastering and dominating 
yourself, like what, how you think um, and how you manifest success, right? So that, that's the self-domination part comes in. And then the game, I wanted to imply that it doesn't matter how, how many times you fail trying to manage your emotion, trying to manage your mindset. What matters is you keep going, like you keep doing that until you succeed, like you keep doing. And then even after you succeed, like you, you still have to sustain the success, which means that you still have to keep doing what you've been doing, right? Like um, managing your mindset successfully. So that part really is the game, the part of the game, right? Because life, it's a game. Like we, we take it so seriously, but when it comes to mindset, like we, we can look at it with an ease. Like if you fuck it up, that's okay. Like that's not what we should focus for. Like we should focus on the future, like what's made in front of us and how can you be better uh, at all times, even if you fail miserably. So that's why it's the game. The game, in a sense, you can start over anytime, as, as many times as you need. And the most important thing is to never give up. And then self-domination, which is, again, uh, it comes down to like you taking accountability, taking control, and you can try as many times as you need for you to be able to do that. So that's how the game of self-domination as a name came up. Thank you so much for that. A really in-depth explanation of it. And I really Mm -hmm. like the title. And I think that idea of us having responsibility and accountability for how Mm -hmm. we feel could feel like a bit like, particularly if you're stuck, like, oh no, (laughs) I'm responsible for this. But also quite empowering that actually, if you are responsible, you can do something about it. And I think the fact that it's a game, to me, sounds like it is more that kind of journey and it's fun it kind Mm -hmm. of it's something more enjoyable it's not just this intense struggle to (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it might be but um that there's Mm -hmm. that kind of light side um and actually the one one of the things when you started with the emotions that really struck me I was thinking of like often um when we want to make a change we Mm -hmm. can say on the surface like oh yeah I want to change like I want to get fit for example because that's a classic Mm -hmm. isn't it that everyone has I want to get fit but actually often we maybe really don't want it or we don't want it enough to Mm. be able to commit to the action that it takes to do it Mm. and like you said we have to really be really quite miserable with how things are to have that um desire to change so I really like the way that you describe that so yeah thank you right so Yeah. yeah thank you very much for bringing that point because that's actually excellent point is that like I said, the first point, uh, the first phase, I think it's all about emotion, like emotion building. And the first phase is easy, like easier compared to the second phase, because a lot of people have some sort of idea of like what they want. That's really all it takes is that like for the first phase, you can't have a space for logical thinking because otherwise your reasons, logical reasons always kicks in and tell you like, oh, you know, you have this reason, so you shouldn't even try, like you, you're not ready, right? Uh, so in the first phase, I think it's all about emotional building, like what you want, and with an ease, like you can choose it with an ease. But in what matters is more the second phase, because now we are getting into it and really understanding, is that what you really want, like to begin with, right? And that's not the only thing we talk about, but self-awareness is such a big part of the second the chapters but we also talk about you you're gonna have some challenges 
But if you really want it, like that's your alternate happiness is to become who you want to become and not the, not necessarily the end goal of what you're getting out of it, but the journey, the whole journey, like we talked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, self-awareness is something that I talk about all the time as well. I think it's mm-hmm. so important to really kind of know ourselves and understand ourselves. And, and it seems like that's mm-hmm. a real theme uh, running through the book. Mm-hmm. So you talked about kind of challenges and we've talked about emotions. So how can we manage our emotions when we get some kind of rejection or some kind of failure in our life? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have many answers to this, but I think the first one that comes to my mind right now is to say one reason why people become very mm, like very cynical and disappointed, get really disappointed by the failure or uh, rejections is lack of humility. Like we assume that we deserve something. Therefore, if something doesn't happen, then we get kind of crippled. And I understand it. Like it's also part of the human nature. Uh, but I, I kind of want to go into this direction of what I'm saying right now is lack of humility. Like, I think we can't claim that yes is mine to begin with. Like before it happens, you have to be really like, understand that you don't mean shit to anyone, <laughs> like except yourself. Um, and then, you know, another thing about rejection is it's highly contextual. Like it sometimes has nothing to do with like your actual ability. It has, it has to do with luck. It has to do with like what they want, not you. It's not what you want. Like the rejection happened around what the person you're approaching to want. And it doesn't have to be that they don't like you, not necessarily, but it's like what you're offering right now is not convenient for the person who you're suggesting, whatever you are suggesting right now. So that whole conversation basically comes back to the point of lack of humility is you're assuming that like because this is what I want like people should accept what I'm offering but maybe sometimes that's not like the right way to think about it like I said like the world operates not around you the world is always about them and I think when you are able to switch that perspective from going me 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 to like what can I do to like help them maybe like maybe it's a long shot Uh, maybe you don't have the yes in the first place but if you like show up when people need you and have that attitude of like let's give let's give let's give like if you want it or not people probably want to ask you for help people will come to you people will need you you know so I think that's one thing I would talk about. It's so interesting the way you put it. And actually, you know, I was kind of thinking, you say you go for a job interview and you really mm. want the job and you're like, I've, I'm amazing. Or even if you don't feel amazing, you're like, I did my best. I really want the job. And then you don't get the job and you feel like it's about me or they didn't like me or we make it really personal. But like you mm. said, maybe I'm just not the best candidate and I'm not what they want. It's not about me. It's about them. Mm. But we... <laughs> as you said, make it about us. And I think it's um, Mm -hmm. a really powerful thing to remember, isn't it? That it just, it just wasn't the right connection. It just wasn't right Mm -hmm. kind of for both of you. 
um mm-hmm. yeah for them what they're looking for thank you for that I think that's a really great thing to try and uh, try and remember mm-hmm. <laughs> right and I, I think I would say I would add another thing is I think I want to expand on a little bit on the luck part that I mentioned a little bit right like the people who are being in the judge right now like they are afraid of the same fucking fear like they're afraid of the fear of uh they are afraid of the fear of rejection they do have that fear of rejection as well so they're not like no one better than you like it's just contextual like i said and maybe if you had another manager like we were talking about context in uh, job interview for, for example right now like maybe if they had another manager the person who is sitting across from you who's judging you could easily not have the job because that person didn't have the interview with the person that they had interview with. And then instead they got someone else and then that someone else ended up not liking that candidate, not liking that person. And she or he didn't get the job, right? Like it's luck also. And then they like, it looks like, well, in this context of like, you know, someone hiring you makes it look like someone is like prior, like superior. But I mean, like, no, I mean, like everybody here in the same room is afraid of the exact fucking thing, which is the fear of rejection. So, you know, the fear of rejection, like rejection doesn't have to subtract anything from you. Like I said, it's contextual. It's also luck. And uh, it depends on luck. Uh, Like we said, it's about the convenience for the other party. It's not about you. So I think those are two things, two, two great things to think about when we deal with rejections. Yeah, awesome. And I, and I guess that, you know, realizing that they're afraid of rejection as well, it's like very humanizing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like we're all human, we're all stressed about the same stuff. We've all got the same yeah. kind of worries just in mm-hmm. that situation. They've already got the job, so they're not <laughs> so worried about it. But yeah, thank you for that. Um, I have mm-hmm. another question around uh, yeah. something um, that you've mentioned, that you've talked about before, about creating unbreakable self-love. And I mm-hmm. saw that and I was like, I need some of that. <laughs> what, what, how, how do we create unbreakable self-love? I think it comes back to the way I try to answer is, again, I, I have like multiple patterns of how I answer usually, but the one that comes back, uh, comes to my mind right now is to know that, I give you one example. I saw this TikTok video where this beautiful woman was giving a speech and she said you're wonderful you're beautiful you're amazing you're blah 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 right and I this is an amazing thing like this is a wonderful thing to say to another person like but in the same time like I had a little bit of cynicism like building up in my heart because like uh for example if you have the definition of like I guess more definitive thing such as like you having a blonde hair like blonde is you have to have this color well I have a blonde hair right now but you have to have this color for someone to indicate that you have a blonde hair you can't say um person with dark hair to say uh, you have a blonde hair like you can't say that right so I mean same thing like it's it's kind of like same thing and then my next question then was like but what if what if I'm not rich what if I am not successful well 
this sounds kind of subjective, but let's just bear with me. What if I'm not successful? What if I'm not rich? What if I'm not beautiful? What if like, what if I'm not those things that you are putting in the frame of like how you, how you need to be to love yourself, right? What if I'm not those things? Then what happened? Like, do I not like myself because I'm not that? But then my next thinking was, like fuck that even if I'm not beautiful even if I'm not successful even if I'm not rich even if I'm not what I want to be right now like I will still love myself like fuck everyone else who tells me I'm not like enough right like even if I don't have the million dollars in my bank I even if I don't have a business even though even if I'm, I'm not beautiful for example beauty is very subjective to other people as well right but um, coming back to my point is that people say, if I'm this, I can love myself. But I think it has to happen vice versa. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you suck, like, let's love you. Like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> and I think that creates a bunch of insecurity when you have to place condition into your self-love instead of embracing it. So I think that story is a good summarization I I can put right now to cross my point out. I guess if you're like, I'll love myself when I'm this, and then mm-hmm. you get whatever that thing is. But if you still haven't really loved yourself, you're not magically going to love yourself. You're like, there's another <laughs> thing then. And it's like this uh, invisible line you're never going to get to of just, oh, there's this right. other thing that I need. Um mm-hmm. So how easy do you find it to be able to go, fuck everyone else, um, I'm just going to love myself? Is that something that was quite kind of easy to do? Or is that something mm. that you kind of have to, to work at or um, kind of get caught up again with, I don't know, <laughs> nonsense? Right. So see, this is something I've been thinking about too. And it's not easy. I think you definitely do have to like train for it you have to want to do it. In one video, I speak, I spoke about the difference between absolute success and relative success. And absolute success is your success, your position of your success compared to other data points. So you're comparing yourself with other people. And you also count in luck in that. For example, Bill Gates had absolute success because he was at the, he was looking at the right thing at the right timing. He had the resources that he needed to put in to grow the company. He met the right people and comparing Bill Gates to everyone, pretty much everyone else in the world (laughs) in terms of money, he made a great fortune. So that's example of absolute success. And then um, tangible, I guess. Relative success is the fact that, for example, taking the example of Bill Gates, he was at the right place at the right time. Why? Because he was ambitious. He was willing to put in the work. He was working. He was networking. He was always like searching for information. So that's a relative success. Someone putting themselves in the best position to have the absolute success but that has to do with more with uh, attitude that has more to do with your work ethic, your willingness. And I kind of think of this topic, what we talked about similar to this, why? 
because we're all social animal here. And I think absolute success is the tendency that animal, like social animal creates. Why? Because we want to relate to other people. We want to know where we stand compared to other people. We want to be related to the current society. But relative success is relationship you have with yourself. You're working on yourself. You're, you're trying to be a better person comparing to where you were last year, for example. So I think you definitely need both in balance. Like you wanna, you don't wanna lean too much on absolute success only, nor the relative success only, because I guess when it comes to psychology and just even mental health, we, we are once again, all uh, social animal and we want to be relevant to the current society. And you can't just say like, I'm successful when you don't have the data backing up basically in according to absolute success only. Relative success, it's another story. But absolute success, I guess, because you want to be relatable to others, like I said, you kind of needed to speak with proof. Does it make sense? Versus like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess the, the absolute is that kind of comparison, isn't it? It's like where you fit mm. in with everyone mm. else. So yeah. I think wealth is like a, a nice tangible example, isn't it? That if you're... Mm aim is to be like the most successful entrepreneur and Mm. earn lots of money then you can actually like measure that and kind of compare yourself Mm. to people on a scale right but if it's being the the best entrepreneur in a different way that's kind of more relative because actually maybe Mm. it's more about being more successful than I was last year or it's Mm. being I don't know could be something like even like giving the best service which is like again Mm. it's really subjective it's a different kind of measurement for yourself Mm. I guess my point was that it's okay to not feel guilty if you lean on to the absolute success but in the same token because like I said we're all social animal and it's natural like I get it but in the same token if you lean too much on one side especially on the absolute success term potentially it'll make your life more unhappy because you need a balance so that that was my point and because your question was like how easy is it I think like I said I think you need to like kind of train that but at the same time if you have this perspective of like oh yeah we need both and it's okay if I have to lean toward absolute success sometimes too then that's okay too. Like, I don't have to judge myself for doing that because I'm social animal and I want to be relevant to the current society. Um, but then again, in the same token, I guess when we comes, uh, when it comes down to mental health and mental well-being, um, you definitely want to have a balance. Like when you go too much lean into the absolute success, maybe you want to lean toward the other side as well relative success and then to balance it really I guess it goes back to that a bit of kindness towards yourself isn't it that actually if you are leaning more one way that's okay Mm -hmm. you can kind of bring it back and if it is important to you that's okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's it's you it's your definition of success I guess you know when you're working Mm -hmm. with people to figure out their definition of success Mm -hmm. for some people it's going to be more absolute and for some people less so maybe and um yeah yeah but having that and both are okay 
before I ask you my set questions, I wonder if you have a final thought on really anything that we've talked about, kind of success, life, self-awareness, anything that you'd like to share with us. Beginning with my book, The Game of Self-Domination, I think I would have to leave it with a message of like the importance of accountability. Like we tend to point finger at everything around us basically whenever something happens. But, and I'm not saying that those reasons are not valid. Like I'm saying that quite many times these reasons can be absolutely true. But when we talk about mindset, when we talk about like, let's focus on create results and make the situation better, we have to always point finger at ourselves because that's the only thing we have really control over. So that's my final thought. Brilliant. Thank you. It, it feels like um, a really empowering message because actually mm-hmm. if things are really rubbish, we can do something about it. Like ultimately we've got the power to change it. So it feels yeah. Yeah, really empowering. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on my set questions. I ask everyone that comes up. Mm-hmm. So the first one is what brings you joy in your life? I would have to say many things, my family, but also I like to be adventurous and just like really don't care about anything <laughs> like sometimes like just be playful and adventurous is something that brings me joy making people laugh is something I like I actually post a lot of memes on my Instagram <laughs> but uh yeah that's what I that's what brings me joy awesome it feels like really it's the game isn't it it's um you know, mm-hmm. enjoying enjoying life awesome yeah so my, yeah so my next question is what makes life meaningful for you what makes my life meaningful is life up education tv it definitely gives me it definitely gives me purpose beyond money um like i i would be doing life up education tv to really spread positive message and spread positivity inspire people um and you know (laughs) this is a crazy story i share sometimes this past new year like around the new year holiday season i did like binge watching on criminal minds and it's such a weird timing to start watching like criminal show but i just did it and i got so addicted to it literally like they have 15 seasons and each season have like 20 episodes and i literally watched everything <laughs> but uh, so what happened there was that actually it it got my psychology pretty fucked up <laughs> but um it didn't stop there i actually investigated a little bit because i do life up education tv and what i witnessed there was that i saw many victims but at the same time like i also saw the story the side of the story of the murders or the people who are hurting people and these people have a really really bad experience in their childhood for example and they are in a sense many times they they were victim themselves um like you know whether they were molested abused or something like this right like really horrible things and i thought about like what can i do like why does this happen is there something we can do and as much as i want no violence and no like bad shit to happen to anyone it's not practical to think that the violence goes away tomorrow so now we have to focus on solution which is mindset building 
because I think a lot of these people were not lucky enough to have someone like a big brother, big sister type of people who could tell them like, look, those scars don't have to define who you are. But if you let those scars to consume you and do the same thing that these monsters did to you, to other people, these scars can define who you are, right? So let's not be that person. Let's be the other side, which is to, because of those experiences, I want to create purpose out of it and be helpful for people who suffer from the same thing. Like you can go both ways. You can go one way to say, because I'm victim, I'm, it's okay for me to hurt other people versus you can go, go and say, because I was hurt, I understand the pain and I, I want to stop this and I want to make purpose out of it. And I think really the difference is the mindset building, like really the, uh, you know, everybody has shit days and everybody can be disappointed, be let down and everything. Like I have such a tremendous empathy for that, understanding toward it. But I'm a big believer that like, no matter how fucked up your situation might seem right now, like you can start over anytime. And I just want to join the team that can tell people that. And like tell really, really like, sad people to tell them like hey like if you're willing to work like you know we can get you out of there and let's live in a happy place and so that I think it really matters because it's same people's lives you know so we talk about like you know motivational speaker blah 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 and I think it it's really important shit like people shit on motivational speakers like or inspirational speakers like like shit, like those people in some cases save people's lives. Like, so yeah, that's why I, I believe in what I do at Life Up Education TV. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I've got a playlist on YouTube of like inspirational talks mm-hmm. and stuff because yeah, if we're feeling quite low, it can give us a boost to the extreme. You said that they, yeah, they actually could say just the right thing to someone at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. and have a massive impact yeah mm-hmm. awesome so my next two questions are about our overarching topic on the podcast which is mental wellness so mm-hmm. the first one is what does mental wellness mean to you and for me I see it as accountability and responsibility which could sound a little harsh sometimes maybe but I think it's got to start from you at any case Again, I am the author of the game of self-domination. So it's really the best thing you can expect from someone like me. But I think it, it's got to start from you still. Like if you want to change, it's still got to go through here. Like it still has to go through your head. No one's going to change for you, you know? So I think mental wellness, if you're not well in your mind, you can't wait for the help to come. Like you gotta do the work. You gotta be willing to do the work for yourself. So I still do call it as accountability. Cool. And then my follow-up question is always for yourself, how you look after your mental well-being, and I guess how you stay accountable to yourself. I just know that I don't mean shit to the world. Like I just know that no one's gonna come help. And I feel like, because I have this like natural ambition of like 
I want to achieve, like I have no other option but to be strong. Like I can cry, but I'm just going to lose. And what do I want? Like, do I want to just cry about my losses and failures and just wait for the help that's never going to come to help me? Or do I just suck it up and just, you know, go out and do something to actually uh, solve the problems, whatever the problems I have? And I choose the latter. I think it's just integrated in my mindset. And then uh, it really comes from, it really comes from, knowing that I don't mean anything to the world, knowing that I'm not going to have any help and knowing that I just want to be helpful myself. I don't need any help. (laughs) So it's a little bit of fuck you attitude, but most of it of like, I really want to achieve something. I think that's what it comes down to. And then also training definitely helps. Like you got to search, you got to search out for the information that you need to hear. Like you said, when sometimes when, you feel low at times, yeah, you, you can search out for the voice. And that still is starting from your mind, right? Like you, you want to seek out for the information that you need to hear. So yeah, I think it's accountability <laughs> in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it sounds like you're very kind of, um, I guess, self-sufficient in kind of, you know, being there for yourself and um, supporting yourself and finding solutions. Do you find mm-hmm. like that, you know, friends and family around you, like do help you and are there for you like what happens if they like try and help because it seems like you're sorted Mm -hmm. on your own what happens if someone does try to help is it something that um I don't know like I think I would be extremely thankful but yeah like I, I do have to say I'm not good at asking for help like I'm it's something I I noticed that it's not doing benefit for me so I need to like some, it's something I need to learn, but I guess it comes down to that. I don't like when people have leverage on me. That's why I don't do it. Um, so my next question, we talked about mindset uh, quite a bit. And so I like to ask people that come on to try to describe their own mindset. So how would you describe your mindset? Describe my mindset? Um, I think I, it's, it's kind of hard to describe my mindset. Okay, so I guess I, I would share one word is that the other day I was listening to Elon Musk, uh, mashup, like inspirational speech from Elon Musk. And then he said, if you need an inspiring word, don't do it. And that really sticks, uh, stuck with me. And I think that's what it is for me is that I don't need, it's my standard, you know? And I mean, like, I, I wasn't this way for, like, I, I didn't, I wasn't born this way. I did have this, like, kind of potential. I was always, like, a natural leader. And I, I was always, like, natural initiator of something. And I have always been, like, entrepreneurial. But I think it's only after I kind of, like, really decided to go on my own. Um, it kind of became my standard. If my dream happened, it's nice. Like, I, I, I wish my dream happened. Like, no, there's no casualty in my dream. Fuck, like, I'm dead if I don't achieve it. Like, my point is, like, it's kind of like my standard. I think I definitely train it, but it's my standard. Like, it's not nice thing to have, but I must have it. And that's, that's probably one way I can definitely describe 
Yeah, you sound really kind of like focused and driven and that you're really mm-hmm. kind of living out the stuff in your book of that awareness and that motivation and kind of creating what you want to create rather than just kind of waiting for it to happen. And it's, it'd be nice if it happens, but if not, oh, well, <laughs> you're <laughs> making it happen. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so my next question, I like to ask everyone that comes on to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that we could try out in our life that could have a big impact. So do you have a top one to three tips? Since we've been talking about accountability, that must come with my top one uh, for now. So accountability, when you once again, whatever the reasons that you have right now that you're not accountable for your life, I'm not saying that these reasons are not valid like I said like earlier like these reasons can be true but you have to start taking accountability if you want to change something so that's the first thing second thing I want to say is humility and we touched on that like on the very first question as well but I think people assume that for example you get one plus one you get at least two if you put in the two hours of work, you know, one hour here, one hour there, you get at least two hours of work, like worth of results. Or some people even think work smart and get 10 hours of results um, when you get, when you put in two hours, right? And that's like the tendency nowadays. A lot of people are trying to create a shortcut, but, you know, in reality, you put in two hours of work sometimes you get zero sometimes you don't get any results right but then you have to be ready for that like mentally and for you to be ready for that you have to have the humility like you have to stop thinking that you're somebody like you have to stop thinking that you deserve something and you have to be willing to work because when you fail when you have a humility like it doesn't get you because you know that you don't mean shit and then you can still like come back up and then build your success. Like instead of crying on the failures and losses and dwelling on it, immediately your next move is to say, okay, well this failed and that's okay. Like I don't mean anything. Like I'm nobody to succeed. Like let's, let's try another approach. And you don't even hear other people's making fun of you. You don't even care what other people are making fun of you because you don't even think you're somebody (laughs) so for me that's been working really good and then the third one I guess third one is really coming from the second one when you understand the second one I think it kind of happens naturally more naturally is that you can gain ultimate strengths to be kind to other people and to be more respectful to other people Because when you're an entitled, insecure person, you don't have that strength. You think you're too good and you don't treat people nicely. You think you're you're the shit, but in reality, you're not. And (laughs) so the third uh, advice comes with like, if you understand really how hard it is, like you have to work and you understand the body of how to work, you understand how difficult that is to persevere those hard work. Now 
you understand how other people are putting in a lot of work too. And when you understand it, you can be kind to other people as well. Like when people are working really hard on something, you don't shit on it because you understand how hard they work and you admire them. You bring them up. I guess my advice is a two, right? But I think three is kind of bonus. And I think it happens naturally when you have that number two. Awesome. Thank you for those. Um, and then my next question is, it's a newer one that I'm throwing in. Um, and I know you've, you've mentioned your book and we'll remind people of that in, in just a moment. But um, I'm asking everyone that comes on if they've got a recommendation of a book or a TED talk mm. that's been really impactful uh, in your life that you'd recommend. Uh, I, want, I want to say, I can't remember the exact title, but it's from Sean Anker. He's a happiness psychologist and he speaks about the formula of productivity. And I, I'm going to leave it out, the detail of it, maybe because you, so that you can watch it. But it's a TED Talk. And the guy gives the talk, again, is Sean Anker. Um, and yeah, so he talks about like how people can be, can have the best productivity in relation to happiness. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And then the final question is yeah. where people can connect with you online. If you can remind us of the title of your book and everything uh, where people can find you. Yes. So my name is Natsune Oki. My website is lifeupeducationtv.com. And my book is called The Game of Self-Domination. It's available on Amazon and also my website, lifeupeducationtv.com. I am pretty active right now on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and LinkedIn. And actually, I am trying to, I'm still correcting the people who want to participate it, but I want to start doing like live show every Monday and Sunday. Um, but it's a Japan time, so I don't know how it's going to work out. But uh, Japan time around like 9 to 10 p.m. So if anyone wants to like drop a question, uh, that's also a good way to connect with me. Awesome. And we'll absolutely link in show notes so that people can find you, find your website, uh, the details of your book and across social media. And I've just joined. Well, I've been on TikTok for a while, but I've just joined TikTok like with the podcast. Okay. So we'll Yay. see. We'll see how. Yeah. That goes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Natune, thank you so much for joining us and and for sharing your wisdom with us. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Hannah. Thank you so much. So a massive thank you again to Natsune and I really like the idea of life as a game and I've been reading a book at the moment by Alan Watts who uh, is amazing, a philosopher, has there's some videos with him kind of narrating stuff on YouTube you can check out but in the book that I'm reading he talks about life as play um, and about not taking it too seriously and seeing it as play we only really have the present moment because the rest is all just <laughs> not, we're not living it and and that idea of life as play and that life as a game, I, I, yeah, I really liked that. I also, listening to this, was reflecting on what success means to me. That I, and I think that's a, a good question to ask yourself to figure out where you stand on that. Is it that absolute success that Natsune was talking about of measurable success? So other people can look at you and go, wow, you're successful. And I guess in podcasting terms, that would be like, is this the most listened to podcast in our genre? 
Um, and then that relative of what does it mean to me? And for me with the podcast, it's am I producing something that I feel is um, informative, inspiring, uplifting, good quality that people are getting something out of? Um, that's the kind of measure of success. Do I feel proud of kind of what I've created? But yeah, what it what it kind of means for you and that actually it's okay, whatever that looks like. If it is, I want to earn millions. Um, that's cool. That's, you know, you you do you, you figure out what works for you because I think sometimes, yeah, we can get really caught up on what we're supposed to think or um, all of that. Um, and then I found Natsuno's um, perspective really interesting on that idea of humility and that like no one is looking out for you no one is going to come and help that you have to be independent and you've got to you know just kind of deal with stuff um and I think it's interesting in that it seems from the way Natsune described it that that she has that view but it's not that she's then going oh I wish people cared and it's not like holding her back it's actually empowering in a way of like well I have to figure this out so I'm, I'm just going to because you know, I don't owe anyone anything. I'm just going to be me, not care what people think and just figure it out. Um, and I guess if you have that stance in that way and it and it is working for you, and that's awesome. I am, um, it's interesting because it's something I've been talking about in therapy about being independent and not relying on people for help or not expecting help or not asking for help. And I think, you know, it is, it's okay to acknowledge our feelings. It's okay to ask for help if we need it. And actually probably for most of us if we're if we're lucky um or not if we're lucky if if most of us unless we're unlucky I guess we will have people in our lives friends family that will be there that want to be there to support us and for me it's loosening up a little bit on the independence and knowing that it's okay um to get support and be supported and that also does include things like working with a therapist working with a coach etc so yeah, so I'm not sure <laughs> on that. I think a lot of it that just kind of I need to deal with stuff does kind of sound like me being independent. But for me at the moment, I'm I'm sort of loosening up on that balance. But I would um yeah love to hear your thoughts on, on what you thought of Natsumi's approach and her perspective. I do think that personal accountability and responsibility is definitely something that I've been thinking about more and you know, I mentioned at the beginning about the nutrition choices and kind of going, well, if I want to change uh, things in, in like the health areas of my life, then I need to stop just kind of wishing <laughs> it was different and actually be accountable and actually do something, actually plan um, and put that effort in. So that's definitely something I've been thinking about. But I really enjoyed this conversation. I, as I said, I find it interesting when people have got different perspectives to me to kind of see things from different perspectives. And I would love to know what you think. So you can connect with us on Instagram, send us a DM or tag us in your stories. Let us know what you think or in the comments of the episode uh, post. So we are at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching on there. And yeah, we, we always love to hear what you think um, and what your thoughts are. I'll be back on Wednesday with our strategy roundup. So really excited to share that with you and hear back from some of the guests we've had in this sort of round of uh, 15 episodes. So until Wednesday, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>